All right, college basketball fans, episode 43 of Mad About Hoops is coming at you right now. It is the day that the NCAA tournament begins. I am actually watching two 16 seeds battle it out 38 to 34 in the second half with 11:21 to go. I know that means nothing for a podcast you're going to listen to when it's all done, but I'm rolling to you at 6:38 PM on March 18th, 2021. The day we get the NCAA tournament back, the Mount leading Texas Southern at assembly hall. I use court. It's so unbelievable. I don't have my man, evil bald Colin here. This is going to be a short one. And we're actually going to give you our in, interview with coach Chris Holtman of the Ohio State Buckeyes when he joined our Mad About Hoops bracket party on 971thefan.com back on Sunday night. So we got like legit real-time reaction from coach Holtman as he's getting ready to take his team into the bubble and get this thing going. So you will hear from that, but after our little intro here, I'm going to have a very, very special guest that might know all the tricks and the rules to get that perfect bracket. They always say kids know what they're doing, right? So I figured why not go right to a kid that I know, my own son. So a quick update from none other than Jack Hall, and we get completely ready for the 2021 NCAA tournament. This is Mad About Hoops. Five to go. Lewis has been awesome. Let's it go. Inbounds Turner, left side of the backboard. Turner crossed the timeline, throws it from high on the right. He He hit it just inside of half court. Lane's on the other wing. Bang. Oh! Oh! Captain in, Jerome! <laughs> College basketball! This is March Madness! All right, so before you guys hear that interview with Chris Holtman, I'm also going to give you a clip from Coach Holtman on the Ohio State IMG Sports Network right after their loss to Illinois, and it'll just show you an example of the emotion that will pour out of all of these basketball players and coaches when it gets to tournament time. It it had me choked up. It had me almost crying tears of joy to hear in Chris Holtman's voice what that run meant to him. But I want to welcome in my son, my man, nine-year-old basketball fan, Jack Hall, who's got his bracket sitting right in front of him. How you doing, man? What's up, Jack? Good. How about you? How do you think I'm doing? Good. Look behind you. There's ba- there's basketball on, right? Yeah, good point. <laughs> you know what you know what I think about too, like when it's this time of year. Do you do you remember some of the Ohio State basketball games that you and I have been to through the years? I know most. I remember most of them. Most of them. Yeah. Which one sticks out the most to you? How about that Iowa game where we were sitting in the lower bowl for it a few years back? The- Kate Bates Diop's team, I think. The one where we like kept getting shirts and pizzas. <laughs> yeah, we did pretty well, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I think we got we got a T-shirt, and then tell me, was that the game where I left the pizza under no, the seat I think and forgot you, I it? I think you gave you gave the shirt to someone else, I think, and then you left the pizza under the chair, <laughs> so someone just got a free pizza. So. We made out like bandits, but we actually wound up taking nothing because I was a nice guy and gave the shirt away, and then and I forgot you, the pizza. And you did the same thing at a Blue Jackets game. 
It's unbelievable, right? <laughs> but we've been able to score a lot of Papa John's either way through doing yeah. Buckeye Roundtable. But hey, let's get down to it. First of all, how's our chalkboard bracket looking out in the basement? We got all the everything is done. We just we don't guess with this bracket. We just wait and see how it actually turns out. We haven't. We're about to put in the 16 seeds because these games they are haven't won ending. yet. Yeah, right. I'm saying, yeah. So. so that basically is like when you think about the uh, the Turner TV studios where like Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley and all these guys, they're they're analyzing the games in the studio. That's like the real bracket. That's we only put up the winners there. Like that's the sacred bracket up on the chalkboard. Yep. But the one that we have here, you are is the guessing game. You are pretty much doing your first money bracket pool. At nine years old. And I'm signing off on that. And I'm completely with you. And I don't think that it's gambling in any way. It's just a kid with a $10 bill that's looking to take some money out of the adult's pockets. So how's this going to how's this going to go down? More video games for you, right? I'm not going to spend it all on video games. I mean, you, you probably will get at least one, though, right? Maybe. A little shopping spree at GameStop. Here we come. <laughs> so tell me this. Let's start with your final four. Let's go right to the end and let's get the big fish. What's that final four going to look like? All right. So I have Gonzaga, like most people pick, to make it to the final four. For the bottom left, we have Alabama in there, actually, the with an upset from Michigan. Okay. And for the upper right, we have Baylor and the right. Midwest region, bottom right? Yeah. We have Illinois. All right. Illinois. Baylor, Gonzaga, and Bama. Good idea. I think once in NCAA history, all four one seeds advanced to Only the final once? four. Only one time. Okay. And that was when uh, your Kansas Jayhawks won the championship. That was Not in 2008. my Kansas Jayhawks, your Kansas Jayhawks. My, my Kansas Jayhawks <laughs> and mom's Kansas Jayhawks. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the Kansas Jayhawks. You wouldn't exist. Yeah, tough to, tough right. to figure that out, right? <laughs> <laughs> so so what made you you know what you said most people about gonzaga guess who didn't pick gonzaga to go to the final four you and you're crazy you think that's crazy right yes who did who did who did it lose to it didn't lose to anyone this year i know that that's no, why i'm not who picking did gonzaga them lose to nobody the tournament? oh oh i have them losing to iowa in the elite eight that would be a rematch of a game that happened earlier in the season yeah, I have Luca Garza and Bohannon well, and Wieskamp I, getting hot. I have them both playing this. I have Gonzaga and Iowa playing, but I have Gonzaga beating them. I think they'll slip by and beat him by like four or two. Oh, my goodness. That's a close game. I Isn't there any part of you that wonders how Gonzaga can keep the undefeated thing going? It hasn't happened since the 76 Indiana Hoosiers. Yeah. Um, I think they. I think. I know. I think they'll make it to the Final Four, but. The chances of them going like thirty something and zero is like slim to none. Which, which is they, why, which is so yeah. you you don't have them winning. You don't have them winning. You have them in the final I, four. What's your championship yeah. game? It is Gonzaga and Illinois, and Illinois beats them by four. Okay, so you have Gonzaga getting all the way to that last game and then losing. A lot of people might have it that way. I think a lot of brackets might have that exact same scenario playing out with Gonzaga because they are exceptional. And I'm not – when oh, I don't yeah. pick them to go to the Final Four, it's not because I'm doubting their talent. It's just how long do I think their run can last. And Iowa is a battle-tested team with Luca Garza 
national player of the year last year could get it again it's just going to be fun what do you have like a particular upset like if you look at your bracket do you have a popular upset that you have going through one of the most popular upsets like a big upset is ohio beating virginia yes bobcats So you've got the, how far do you have the Bobcats going? Does it I just have them one going win? Going to the second round, then they lose to Creighton. Okay, so you've got Zagorowski and Creighton going on to the Sweet 16. All right, well, good. Well, that's I think I think that's good advice there. I think Ohio is a pick. I actually have Ohio going all the way to the Sweet 16 and then losing to Gonzaga. And I actually had UC Santa Barbara beating Creighton. I picked that one area to be like my mega double-digit seed special, and I can't wait for it. What what man is your favorite thing? about tournament time what's the best part about this um having multiple tvs in the living room at the same time and brackets my man just it's just something special like just you can hear the paper right everybody is this something special about having this bracket right yeah it's amazing it feels like they have a superpower just to write down on a piece of paper Jack, I know you're really interested in this stuff. How uh, how comfortable are you feeling? Because I know you've wanted to do a fantasy football podcast or get into some of the YouTube stuff because a lot of the people that you enjoy, they've got YouTube channels. How do you feel doing this? I feel perfectly fine since I'm with you. It, it takes the edge off a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, that's Rather really... Rather than doing it alone. Do, do you feel some... Do you feel like the... Uh, I guess th- there's a fear of being in front of people or there's a fear of the microphone that, that like happens at the beginning, like when anybody starts to do that. I think that's the most important thing is just trying to break down that barrier and that bridge and just be comfortable just talking to people. Yeah, that's technically what it is. You're just putting it on on social media or something that's and it, just man. talking into a microphone. Yeah, we're just we're just trying to be here for the people and for Having all the fun. college for all the college basketball fans out there. Uh, thank you for stopping by. I know. You have a very busy schedule, and it was tough to fit you in, but right. thanks for doing it with me. All right. I'll come on any time you want me to. That's that's very nice of you. There's Jack Hall, everybody, and we're going to get to the Chris Holtman interview. If uh, you missed it, this was Sunday night on our Mad About Hoops bracket party, and this was after we were going for two hours. Chris Holtman jumps on there, and you can you can find this on YouTube at our uh, 97.1 The Fan channel. (laughs) But just to describe it, he looked like a man that had been through a ringer because he had the four games and four days at the Big Ten tourney, and they were just getting checked in. So enjoy the listen as we get ready for the Buckeyes game on Friday against Oral Roberts. So thanks, everybody, for joining us here. It's been the Mad About Hoops bracket party, and we're certainly going a little bit beyond schedule. And uh, really kind of Coach Holtman to join us here. Coach, it's, uh, it's me, Tim Hall. You've got... Colin Berenger from our podcast here, Dave Biddle and Scott Prokop from our radio station here. I want to congratulate you. I know this is a weird day because you make it this far. You go to overtime. You don't get the win. But to see where your program is going, a two seed, that's the, that's the best seed that there's been in a while here for Ohio State Hoops since 2013. Congrats. How are you feeling, Coach? Yeah, good to be with you guys. You know, um, Listen, I think it's a, it's a combination of feelings. I think, you know, we, we got rushed a bit from, you know, uh, post game to, you know, watching the bracket to rush into the hotel to get testing and, you know, changing rooms. So we're, we're just, we're kind of all in a rush, but, um, you know, listen, it was, uh, it was a high level game today. It really was a high level game. And unfortunately we just couldn't pull it out. And our guys felt that it was an emotional locker room. 
but you know, I don't think I would expect anything different from this group. They've they've been a group that has been uh, pretty special to coach. Coach, you were picked sixth in the Big Ten to start the season. Here you guys are, the sixth team in the nation, according to the committee, a number two seed, the sixth best team in the country. Um, I know you've got a lot of work ahead of you, but just uh, you know, reflect on what you guys have accomplished. It's been a great season so far. Well, uh, thanks for saying that. I think we were picked seventh by uh, by most of the media. And, 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 you know, we showed our guys something, Dave, a while back about um, uh, Andy Katz had us ninth and ESPN had us 10th. You know, some of that was you lose Caleb, and I think people are wondering, okay, who's going to play uh, those minutes and give you that kind of production? Um, you know, I think we felt good about our group, but um, I don't think I anticipated – I certainly didn't anticipate this type of regular season. Um, and then you just try to stay in the moment as much as possible. But this is the most connected group, one of the most unselfish groups I've ever coached. And I think what we've seen is the emergence of some of these guys who, you know, Dwayne's been in our program for three years. Uh, Justin Arns has had his moments. Kyle Young's been in our program four years now. EJ Liddell's a really talented kid who's in his second year. And I do think you've seen these talented guys that we feel like have, have, have continued to get better because of who they are and their talent. Um, and hopefully we've helped develop them. And I think that's a good sign moving forward. Coach, you had a lot of different bodies. Coach, you had a lot of different bodies filling in down in the post with Kyle being out. You had Seth, you had Musa a little bit, you had Zed. Just how impressed with, were you with how they filled in for Kyle these past couple of games? Yeah, no, it's been that way all year, Colin. As you know, it's been, you know, it's been that way all year with with guys filling in. And, you know, we missed Kyle tonight. I, you know, I, I hate to, you know, look at games and say, well, we'd a, you know, the staff loves to do this well. Coach, we'd have won this game if we'd have, you know, if we'd have had these guys. And, you know, obviously we were, we've been down a bit in every one of the three Purdue games. Um, but, I, you know, I just, I tend to give um, Illinois credit on that. I do think those guys stepped up and really provided something. They're different than Kyle. You know, Kyle was coming off the best half of his college career. But they did really help us in a lot of areas. Coach, quick comment and then a question for you. Uh, first off, I've been a 20-year season ticket holder, and what you have redone with this program, uh, it's fantastic. And, and you know what? I mean, this team is so fun to watch. They're great to watch on the court. Love how they conduct themselves off the court. It's been a lot of fun to follow, and thank you for that. Uh, my question is, though, I want to know kind of a little bit more about what this next week looks like as far as, you know, you're in quarantine, what is the bubble situation? You guys are in a hotel in Indianapolis. You're staying there, I assume, all week. What's what's the week look like? Well, first of all, thanks for your comments. That, that always means a lot, Not, you know, from people who love Ohio State, but, all, you know, season ticket holders, uh, former players. You know, it means a lot to us. And, you know, Lord knows when you lose, there's nobody more critical of yourself than the coach. Um, in a day and age where you can get piled on pretty easily, um, and, and feel that it's nice to it's nice to, to to hear those comments. So thank you for saying that. I I think that um, you know I really do feel very good about where we're headed, primarily because of our guys. And this is just you know to 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 play in a championship game today was really important for a group that's you know has the potential to have a a strong core back. 
and to be in this tournament is 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 really important now. What we're doing here for these next few days, guys, is just, um, you know, I, we're going to be in quarantine for, I guess, about a day and a half. And uh, we're going to have regular testing, which is, you know, you go down, get tested, and then you got to go back to your room. Um, so the isolation that began way back in the fall pretty much continues for our players. Um, they've got, they got, you know, one to a room. Um, most of the teams are in this hotel that we're at. Or not most of the teams, but there are a lot of teams. Um, you know, it's a pretty pretty quick process with the testing. But uh, uh, once we get through the quarantine, then we'll be able to, you know, go and actually practice. Chris, I'm, I'm just wondering from you, and, and we're not going to keep you long. Boys, maybe uh, Colin, Scott, and Dave, if you have one other one, you got to ask him. Just throw your hand up after I'm done here. But I think a lot of takeaways today were – Dwayne Washington Jr. And what I've loved with you is your relationship and you're, so, you're such a funny, like I hear from the assistant coaches, your dry sense of humor is like out of this world. And your relationship with Dwayne has been an open book with how it's gone back and forth. But I'm, I'm watching his, his growth and I'm thinking about guys like Mario Chalmers back at Kansas and like yeah. a Nolan Smith at Duke. These, these guys that spent time in college basketball. Yeah. And man, if if he's not changing like a, like right now, like right in front of us with what he's doing, he looks like he can just walk onto a court now with his yeah. confidence and just know. And I think you guys having his back through all of it has really helped him. Like you've done something right psychologically with this kid. Well, he, he's, as you know, he's got to be open to it. And so does his support system around him. Cause we've, we've had to coach him, you know, we, we've coached him hard and he's, he's needed it to him as, you know, as we've laughed and joked about, he's, he, he knows he needs it. But I think some of that is self-awareness, which he's grown in, you know, Hey, I need to be coached. If I'm going to become a good player, what has really helped is he's seen this dramatic improvement from one year to the next, to the next. And I think when you see that it validates, Hey, the coaches must be doing something right. Like I'm getting better. You know, I'm clearly getting better. You know, I think players begin to doubt that when they don't, they don't improve, but he's really had to be open to it. I can't, you know, I can't tell you the number of one-on-one -on -one conversations he and I have had. I mean, it's been a lot and, and to his credit, he's responded every time and he looks so confident out there right now. Um, and he brings a joy to playing that has been in a year without fans has been really important for our group. So, you know, um, there are a lot of guys devastated in the locker room, a lot of emotional guys. I think he was, but he also realized he left it out there, you know, as all of our guys did. But, uh, yeah, he's been, he's been really a fun kid to coach. You know, when a kid comes and grabs you before the game and tells you he loves you before every game, you know, that, that, that's pretty special. You boys good? I, I got one more. I, I know it's been a couple crazy past couple of hours, and you probably haven't had a whole lot of time to dive into an Oral Roberts team yet. But you've played a Summit team before in the tournament when you played South Dakota State and Mike Dom. Yeah. Uh, this Max Abmus guy who averages about 24 points a game, he's a scorer. And I, I think really what's improved with your team recently is your perimeter defense with guys like Musa and Justice Suing. How important is your guard play on the defensive side of the ball going to be important for this tournament run? Yeah, I think our defense in general – Colin, I think our defense in general is going to be really important. Um, but you're right. Our perimeter defense, it, you know, for us, it's really been a challenge. 
we've just not been great in that area. And I, I don't know that we can be a great defensive team, but we have to be better than what we what we were in some stretches. You know, I think it was so easy for us to score at times, but we've got to be better. We got to coach it better. We got to play it better. And uh, if we do, uh, we did do that this week. Now we did this week. We really did defend this week. And as you mentioned, they've got the leading score in the country and they've got great shooting across the board. They can really score the ball. So um, we're going to need to be really good. We're going to need to get our guys rested and, uh, and in a good place here in these next couple of days uh, for Friday's tip. You try to get some rest too. A mom got a lot of TV coverage today due to that text oh. out there. Not so oh. much dad, but mom got a lot of coverage. So yeah. that was cool. Yeah, well, listen, that's uh, – yeah, I don't know how she'll feel about that one, but, um, <laughs> you know, the piece of work. She thinks – like a lot of people, Tim, she thinks she can do uh, my job better than better than I do, and, and she may be right. Moms do know best, right? That's, that's right. Simple. That's right. Hey, thank you so much, Coach. Go get him in the okay, NCAA. Okay, thanks, guys. Talk thanks, to Coach. With you. Thank you. And once again, that was – Ohio State head basketball coach Chris Holtman, when we talked to him on Sunday night, it was after 9 o'clock. He was dog-tired and kind enough to do that with us. And we, we really have grown to respect not just the kind of coach that he is, the kind of person. I think Ohio State athletics is just hitting home runs everywhere, just with the coaches that they have all all across their athletics department from – you know, Ryan Day, obviously, with the football program, Greg Beals, baseball, Steve Rollick, all the other sports, too, around the block O. But before we go, I had gotten some requests for this because I do the network post game for Buckeye basketball. I've been able to do that two years. It's actually the most fun that I have in my career. It, it, that's it. Like, it really is. When I get to blend my number one interest in life with with the job that I have and doing that has been amazing and we don't really cut up Chris Holtman's live conversation on the phone sometimes sometimes he gets a headset down there with, with the pandemic he's usually just hopped on a phone and he talks to Paul Keels and Ron Stokes our broadcast team and Skip Mossick who is one of the best in the business. He usually sets that up. He is the guy that you hear in halftime and in pregame doing the scoreboard updates. He used to host for 1460 and 97.1, the fan back in the day. He's an awesome guy. He sets all that stuff up. And this interview with Holtman, it was, you'll hear it. You'll hear Paul's question and Chris Holtman's response and just let it soak in. Just the emotion and what goes on internally when it's tournament time. It's just plain and simple. At tournament time brings it out of you. Here you go. Just having the fact to have the tournament, uh, it'll be Oral Roberts, the 15 seed that your team will play on Friday. Uh, but for these young men having an opportunity to play in an NCAA tournament uh, against the kind of competition you've gone up against the Big Ten, you've got to be glad to not see some of those people and anxious to get out and, and go against some non-conference opponents. Yeah, I think, listen, every game's going to be a challenge. We understand that. It's one step at a time. And, um, you know, I think that, the, um, you know, what we have to do right now is, again, get our guys, you know, emotionally in, in the right place. And I wouldn't want them to feel anything other than, than disappointed. They gave, they gave them an incredible effort. I mean, this group, huh. yeah, so. Yeah, wow. And again, I 
I just I think of Ron Hunter, the head coach for Georgia State. Remember his post-game press conference when he just started breaking down and burst into tears with his son, R.J. Hunter, sitting right next to him. Get ready, because hearts are going to be broken. There's going to be tears of sadness. There are going to be tears of joy. I might even have tears of joy just for the fact that the tournament is back again and uh, just miss this thing so much. Just yeah, getting to have my own son and you hearing from him earlier. I hope you guys appreciated that. That makes makes him feel good when he can get on the microphone a little bit and and do something. But just going to the, we didn't talk about it, but the Butler Xavier game we went to on March 7th of last year. It's the last time he and I got to take in a basketball game and he's not here right now and I might who the heck knows? I might surprise him. Maybe there's a trip to Indy for some of the bubble action as they're letting tickets be sold and they're letting things happen. Who the heck knows? Something could be coming up there. I will I will tell you all about it if there's a story to be told. All right. I uh, I can't wait to get Evil Bald Colin uh, here for the next one. I, I know he's got a lot of thoughts. He had some things going on. I, I just couldn't. I, I couldn't stay away from the pod for one day on the day that the NCAA tournament is picking back up. So everybody enjoy it. Get with your families. If you're not going out to Indy for games, if you're just getting your four TVs or your two TVs and your laptop and your tablet set up, just take it in. Just enjoy the good times. Enjoy the madness. Get your bracket out there. Hopefully you got into a player pool, get in a survivor pool, do all the fun things. That only hit us this one time a year. All right, this has been episode 43 of Mad About Hoops.